wait and do this podcast when there was like less people mowing their lawn it's like one single leaf fell from the tree and everybody was like we have to we have to go outside now we have to go outside now get the rakes sheila get the fucking shovels we're gonna fucking remulch everything we're gonna weed whack everything we're gonna mow everything everybody's outside doing something i am inside staying away from society because i don't have to do any of that you know i i'm a renter Uh, There are people who come here and do those things. Um, Even if I had to do those things, I would probably hire somebody because I have no interest in doing um, yard work at all. Um, I think if I was more mentally healthy, I would. Like being outside, the vitamin D, you know, moving your body, all of that sounds terrible to me. And I'm trying to get in a better, you know, mind space with that, but it just doesn't sound like fun. It sounds like a lot of shit. I don't want to do. Um, I just have like repressed memories, like on Sunday mornings, my dad would make breakfast. I would smell bacon and it would be like a five alarm alert. Like, no, I don't want to wake up because I know as soon as I'm done eating that breakfast, he is going to make me go out in the backyard and pick up every fucking rock and put it in a fucking bucket. Every stick, every rock. You guys, you guys got to go outside and pick it up because I have to mow the lawn. And, you know, we didn't really ever get paid for chores. It was more like you're under this fucking roof. You better fucking pick up a rock. But I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys today about generational things because I feel like, you know, we talk about it, but it's like each generation, it's like each generation fucks up the future generation. Whether we want to act like we are the saving grace of this generation, like we have it all figured out, we're so woke. No, we're not. We're going to fuck up the next generation. And it's not going to be in the ways that our parents fucked us up. It's going to be in a different way. I promise you that. There are parents that go to bed every night and they're like, oh my God, I probably just fucked up my kids. And honestly, We fuck them up at different percentages. You know, your friend might fuck her kids up 20%. You might fuck your kids up 10%. None of us get out unscathed. None of us. I don't care how perfect you are. I don't care how much DIY you do. I don't care how much Pinterest you look up, how many books you read, how perfect you think you are, how fucking much money you have. You all fuck something up. I promise you that. Like, I remember growing up and being like, wow, like, why do my parents do the things that they do? And then I, then it's like you become an adult and then it's like you understand why they did the things that they did. But then you also look at certain aspects and you're like, I will never (laughs) repeat that journey that we went on. But that's not to like crucify my parents. I think they, my air fryer, relax, bitch, relax, bitch. For all that is fucking holy, I feel like I feel like nobody wants me to record today. But I just wanted to say that because I feel like our generation, I am almost 30, we are raising children with the fear and the knowledge that we don't want to put the same issues and pressures on our children like our parents did. And I just, I'm just here to tell you right now, you are not your parents, okay? I just want to reassure you of that. 
because I know a lot of us are walking around thinking, oh my God, like, I I don't want to turn out like them or I don't want to do the same things that they did. And it's like, I've had these conversations with so many, so many of my friends and we always draw to the same conclusion. We are acknowledging what we like and what we didn't like from our childhoods and we are making the correct changes in order to, you know, change the way that we grew up. But at the end of the day, like, you are not perfect. You might have characteristics or be very similar to your parents, but one, you are not your parents. You are your own, you know, solid, solo person. Stop comparing. It's like this thing, like we compare ourselves to everyone. And mostly when we do compare ourselves to our parents, it's in an act of, I don't want to turn out like them for the most part. And some people have, you know, very healthy, happy relationships with their parents, and they've never had to come in contact with those feelings. But there are a lot of people out there who are hurting and they feel like, I'm scared to have kids because I'm scared I'm going to fuck them up the way that my parents fucked me up. And I've had so many conversations with people and there are so many people out there that have the best of intentions, but that just shouldn't be parents. And, you know, they they have kids and they choose to keep these children, but maybe it wasn't in their overall plan to have kids. It wasn't in their life. But here they are. They have kids and they're just trying to do the best they can. And we can either crucify people who do wrong by us and or we can lead with love and understanding and know that these people who had children who probably shouldn't have had children did the best that they they could at that time. You know, and I think a lot of people can relate to that. And I'm not just, you know, talking about my parents. I think my parents are incredible people, but as individuals and as humans, we are very flawed. Um there were certain things in my childhood that I was like, I am definitely going to replicate that. And there are certain things where I'm like, you know what? I could probably do without that. You know, um, I've looked at so many of the like these mommy influencers and a lot of it kind of, you know, me being a almost 30 year old childless person. This is coming from an observer perspective, but we're, we've all been children, at the end of the day. And I hate when people are like, well, you're not even a mom, so you can't even judge. And it's like, yeah, but I was a kid, you know, and I can look at it from that perspective and say, like, I wouldn't do that or I would want to do more of that. And, you know, as soon as you become a mom, that all changes. It could all go out the window and you can change it up. But I think it's so important to that when you do have kids, you do it with such good intention. Intention is everything. If your intentions are good and pure and you're trying to do right by your family and your child, then I think it's great. But when you lead with, you know, anger and jealousy and, you know, all those hateful emotions, the bad parts of you come out. And I think a lot of us struggle with how am I going to break the cycle? How am I going to be different than what my parents were? Well, it starts with acknowledging what are the things that you don't like? What were the things in your childhood that you were like, fuck, like I really didn't like that? Instead of 
being scared of what you're going to turn into, be hopeful of what you're going to become. You know, fear is a very strong emotion. And there's a lot of work in therapy that I've done with fear. And a lot of it stems from personal experience. And it sucks because you think like, oh, like, I'm past this. Like, I don't need to talk about this anymore. Like, it doesn't phase me. But in order to heal yourself as an adult, you have to go back to the beginning, which is your childhood. And a lot of us will tend to say like, oh, well, my childhood was great. Or my parents never hit me or my parents never yelled at me. But then when they really pull back the layers, there are these moments of your parents being disappointed in you because you weren't great at sports. Or there's moments where maybe you had a mom that shamed you because you overate all the time. Or maybe you, you know, these are just things I'm saying. This isn't really things that I had to deal with. But I had my own other issues. And... It's so important to revisit those situations, not to breathe life into those situations, but to be at peace with them. You don't have to go through every single little thing, but it's so important to go back to certain events and think about like, where did I get this insecurity originally? And really think about it because when you sit with it, Sometimes it clicks or sometimes you'll be in the middle of doing an activity and you're like, oh, shit, like this reminds me of something from my past and I don't like it. And that's where those quote unquote triggers come from, because I'll be in the middle of doing something and then I'll get like a bad emotion or a bad feeling. And I'm like, dude, this is like deja vu. Like, I feel like I felt this from something before and then I can almost always trace it back to a previous feeling. And usually it's in like from my teenage years or my childhood or whatever it was. But it's so important to revisit that because I really feel like if you want to heal as an individual, there's so many people who go to therapy and they're like, you know, like I talked to my therapist, but I feel like I'm not really like getting a lot out of it. One, it's either you maybe you have the wrong therapist or two, Are you really revisiting the moments where it started? If we're not actively trying to revisit things, I know some people want to say like, well, it's over and done with. Like, I don't need to touch that anymore. I don't need to keep revisiting it. But if you're hurting as an adult, there is a child part of you that is is crying for attention. And, you know, I didn't even realize this until I went to therapy. I thought all my issues were adult issues. I thought it was, you know, like the past traumas from dating and my abuse from whatever was happening. I had no idea that I had such suppressed emotions as a child. And, you know, that was very daunting. That was very scary. And it was like, do I really want to open Pandora's box? And there were so many sessions I wanted to talk about it, but then I just kept going back to, I don't really want to talk about it. What's the point? But then it came a time in a session where it's like the floodgates opened. And as soon as I start started opening up about my childhood and the things that bothered me so deeply, it opened up so many doors for me. So many I was able to really hone in on what was hurting me so deeply. And in talking about that, I then could see the roadmap of where my life was going. 
And it's so fucking important. I want you to know as a parent, if you're listening to this, I think you have hands down the hardest job there is in the world. The hardest. And that is why it's so disheartening to me when I see people having kids out of just pure being an idiot. Honestly, it just it really upsets me because it is the hardest job in the entire world. And my hat is off to all the good parents out there because you are fucking rocking it. You're rocking it. And while there are a lot of people who shame parents online and, you know, that bottle's not good and that car seat is bad and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, it's it's very overwhelming. And I even have some friends who who barely even show anything online of their kids because they just, who the fuck wants to share that much? Because everybody has an opinion. Everybody wants to say their piece. And, you know, personally, I don't think I will ever show my kids on the internet just for that very reason. Um, you know, if I want an opinion, I'll like ask my friend or, you know, it's a it's a kid. It's not like it's a fucking I don't want to say it's not a dog because I love dogs just as much as I like kids. But it's not just like, you know, like whatever. And I don't really believe that everybody on the internet should have an opinion about a child. I feel like that's just very fucked up. But when you have so much fear about turning into your parents, you need to go back to your childhood. You are not your parents. You might have similar characteristics that no doubt, like there might be some things you do and I'm like, oh shit, my mom does that. Or oh shit, my dad does that. And I do the same thing that they do. I mean, you're acknowledging some of the things that you do, good and bad from your parents, but Are you your parents? Absolutely not. You are a singular, solid human individual. You are your own person and nobody can take that away from you, okay? Because I know a lot of us are walking around with the fear that we're going to turn into something we don't want to be, but I want you to know that don't let that fear stop you from reaching your fucking potential because fear is the ultimate piece of shit. Fear will ruin all things that you want because fear will bring out very toxic things about you. When you live in fear and you you drive your driving force is on fear, you will turn into something that you don't want to be. Because that's all you're gonna think about is I don't want to be them. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do this. And you need to shift your mind into more of a positive change. And that's something I'm working on actively right now is being more positive and in the moment and shifting my mindset more into gratitude and intention and less in living in fear and like what if because that's your it's like you're riding the wave of anxiety and that's not good for you it's like your your fucking insides are just riding on stress levels that's not good for you to be living in constant fear of the unknown and this and that. You cannot control a lot of things in life. The only thing that you can control actively is you and your actions. Maybe sometimes you can't control your emotions because we're all human and that's what it is. But when you actively try your best 
to be the best version of you every single day, that's when it will start to click. That is when you will start to heal. Because for so long, I was riding the wave of stress and anxiety and like, I don't know what's going to happen next, but it's like, who the fuck cares? So if you're single, if you're a parent, if you have a lot of family, if you don't have a lot of family, like let just, you need to let go a little bit because when you hang on so tightly, it's only going to make it worse. It's only going to make it worse. And I just want to let you know, you're doing a fucking great job. You wake up every day, you keep little people alive, you keep them fed, you keep them clothed, you have a roof over their head. Maybe you're not great at math, but you still try to help them with their homework. Like you're fucking doing the damn thing. And you know, some days it's like, uh, I didn't, maybe I just didn't show up for myself that, that great today, but I still, I still was there. I still tried whatever that looked like. And tomorrow I'll do better if today wasn't a great day. Today, honestly, I felt like an absolute failure. I had I, I had so many plans for today. I was like, oh, I'm gonna go like um to the store. I'm gonna go buy something. I'm gonna organize my bedroom. I've been on this kick of organization. I my entire bathroom scrubbed, cleaned, organized, threw out a bunch of shit. Same thing for my living space. Uh, my living room and my um kitchen is all connected, and I threw away so much shit. I scrubbed. Like, you know, you just clear out like the refrigerator and you're like, oh, everything is so clean. I love it. So good. My bedroom, on the other hand, I don't know what the fuck to do with it. I put my desk right now in the living room because it's just so well lit in here. But I want a bigger desk for my bedroom um, and for when I have guests to record. And it's just you know, you have such good intention to do stuff, but I want you to know that if your intention is to have a lot of things on your to-do list, do not, (laughs) for the, the love of God, since we're talking about intention, put so much pressure on yourself to get a bunch of shit done in one day. It's just not, it's just not reasonable. I have a running to-do list. So I make a to-do list and then as I'm doing things, I check things off. But my intention is I will get as much as I can done throughout the day. But if I don't get it all done, it's not a big deal. It's okay. And I've tried to like let that go. And I used to think like, oh, I'm lazy. Um, I'm just not motivated. And this is also also an issue. I think I have ADHD. And I'm not saying that because I'm like, oh my God, like I'm so ADD and like whatever. Because, you know, people you know, are all over the place and they're like, oh my God, I'm so ADD today. I'm like legitimately think I have ADHD. Um, and it's just, there's people in my family that have it. And I don't want to say who has it because that's not everybody's business because I'm an oversharer. Some people are not. But I really want to get tested for it because a lot of the time, like, I, you know, because of my trauma, my PTSD, my depression, my anxiety, I think that has hidden the fact that I probably do have ADHD because I could be having a great day. I could be feeling good, moving and grooving. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I just feel like super unmotivated. Like I don't want to do that thing or I'll start a task and I will just like stop it halfway through and start something else. And then I get so annoyed with myself. I'm like, why did I stop? Or like I'll do something super impulsive and I'm like, yo, what is wrong with me? But 
it's like those those moments I'll be like, wait, I'm like, I'm not depressed. I don't feel manic. I don't like it's so weird. I cannot focus. And then I get like hyper fixated on something for long periods of time. Um, as a child, like my mom would like call my name and I wouldn't even it, I could it's like I could hear her, but not really. I'd be like watching TV, my my, my sister and my mom all the time. Carissa, Carissa. Carissa, Carissa, and I just, it's like I could hear them, but like I, at the same time, I couldn't. I was so fixated on what I was doing. And my mom for so long was like, oh, Carissa, she's so blonde. She probably has blonde roots because I was like known as the airhead. But in reality, like I couldn't pay attention. In school, I remember specifically, I didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't really goof around. I wasn't really that kind of kid. I was more like solitaire kind of alone, a daydreamer. So I used to look out the window all the time and zone out. And then my teacher, I remember in elementary school, used to be like, Carissa, Carissa. And then she'd like get me in trouble and be like, you're not paying attention. And I remember specifically, it was Mrs. Sardella, that motherfucker from third grade. If you're from Bridgewater, West Bridgewater specifically, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That fucking cunt I remember it came up to me with her long ass acrylic nail. If any, if you know, you know. She came up to me when I was daydreaming and took her acrylic nail and stabbed it into the top of my head and said, pay attention. And I was like, yo, what the fuck? And I remember telling my mom and like being really upset and I couldn't understand why my teachers were so upset with me all the time. Because I wasn't a bad kid. I wasn't loud. I wasn't disruptive. I just was in my own world all the time. And I just didn't know why. So I I talked with my doctor and I, I made an appointment and I, we will be testing for it. But it's just like, stop diagnosing yourself with things. Because I make myself crazy. I make myself crazy. And I've noticed this too, like, I'm not calling it anyone out specifically because a lot of my friends will like send me things and be like, oh my God, like look at this. TikTok is the new WebMD. I swear to God, do not look at TikTok for a diagnosis. Please don't. Please don't. Because I could go on TikTok and then and then get off get off TikTok and I'm like, oh my God, do I have cancer? Like it makes you believe that like something's wrong with you. And you have all these people who are like not even medical professionals, like giving medical advice and it it gets stuck in your brain and you're like, oh my God, do I have that? Oh my God, like that's totally me. That sounds just like me. But it's like, take a step back. Like these people are not medical professionals. Like even me, like I always say, do not take what I say, like take it with a grain of salt because I am not a medical professional. I am just telling you what's going on with my life. And if it connects with you, it connects with you and you can run with it. But always, always, always talk to your doctor. That is why when one of my friends brought it to my attention, she's like, you know, like, I'm not trying to like diagnose you, but like, I think you might have ADHD. And I was like reading up on it. Like I was reading like medical journals. I was taking quizzes for people for testing for ADHD. And I was just like, yo, like this kind of feels like this could be a thing for me. I talked to my therapist about it. I talked to my doctor. Um, and then we're going to do some testing. I don't even know what that, how that's involved. But look into it. Don't just look at TikTok. TikTok is a scary place. I just want everybody to know that. I, you could leave TikTok thinking that you 
like really found the cure to fucking cancer or that you have cancer. It's just a really dark place. And, you know, I have a TikTok and I barely go on it because I feel like you just get sucked into this fucking hole and you're like, oh, this is a little scary. This is a little uh, aggressive. So I've kind of taken a step back from TikTok because it just is not a place I like to be in personally and I know like it would be really good for me to be on there to grow but I feel like it is such a dark place I love Instagram YouTube love YouTube love doing my podcast so you know I'm gonna do things that I love I'm not gonna do things and and feel forced to do them um I make a lot of reels on Instagram but like I don't ever put those reels on TikTok I know that I should but it's just like I just don't want to TikTok is scary I don't know I don't know how people get it, who do it, but more power to you. But I just want to leave you guys with this. Lead your life with intention. Do things with good intention, okay? Two, if you're a parent, there is a certain percentage and level that you will fuck up your kid. And I'm saying that in a joking way, but also in a serious way, because we are not perfect. You are not perfect. Your kid is going to grow up and be like, mom, remember that time that you did this thing? Like, what the fuck? And you guys will laugh about it. And maybe they'll talk about it in therapy later on in life. But you're not perfect, okay? Stop putting that much pressure on yourself to be perfect. You're, you're not. And I can guarantee you when whenever I do shit a kid out, I'm going to do the best that I can. But guess what? I will still fuck up my kids. So just lead lead with intention. And three, stop getting medical advice off of TikTok because you it will be it will leave you feeling like you have every fucking diagnosis in the fucking book. It's like danger, danger, WebMD. Don't do it. Okay? I love you so much. And I I really honestly, I hope I have ADHD so they can put me on a medication so I can figure my life out. Cause I'm like, am I just lazy and unmotivated or am I, do I have something going on? You know, you got to ask yourself these questions. And if you think you have something going on, talk to your therapist, talk to a psychiatrist, talk to your primary doctor, and just keep talking and keep searching and researching. Don't look at WebMD. Don't look at TikTok. Don't look at any of these Reddit things or people who are talking about shit that aren't even medical professionals because they're all they're going to do is stress you the fuck out. So get the fuck off that shit. I, oh, I see you on that TikTok. You better get the fuck off the TikTok. <laughs> All right, guys. <sighs> I'm going to go, but until next time.